Hello, podcasters. How do we change the world? One successful podcast at a time. You're listening to Become a Successful Podcaster with host Bruce Chamoff. Rate him on Apple Podcasts. You have a podcast? Now it's time to grow it. Build your audience, monetize, and more. It's all about becoming a successful podcaster. Now here's your host, Bruce Chamoff. Welcome to Become a Successful Podcaster, where we help your podcast grow, market, brand, and monetize, and everything else that it takes to run a successful show. I have my co-host back with me, Megan Hope. Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm doing good. So glad. I'm so glad to have you back on this show. You don't know. Is she shaking my hand? <laughs> How you been? I've been good, Bruce. Do you know people have been asking about you? I haven't done any shows on season two with you yet. You're all on season one. Well, so I'm here now. Yes. And, and I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you on season two again. And people loved you and they missed your, your wonderful voice. Anyway, we are talking about running and operating a podcast network. Now, I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts and people who are running podcast networks, a one who actually started one. I've been listening to a lot of people and some of these people I've spoken to in the past. I just listened today from 2018, Dave Jackson's episode of School of Podcasting, How to Start a Podcast Network, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I didn't even realize that this episode was out there, but I'm very intrigued by a lot of the people who I've heard and how they feel about running a podcast network and operating it. Some of the things that they said, I agree with and some they don't, but it's really important that we know how people are supposed to run podcast networks. Now, I actually have a totally different view on running the podcast networks. And we have over 800 podcasts now. I run it like a business. I did not start it for fun. And I'm going to get into that because a lot of what I heard, well, first of all, it was four years ago. So I'm sure things have been updated by then. We didn't have the pandemic back then. So people were not joining podcast networks as fast as they did. Now, when this episode came out on the School of Podcasting, we had 200 podcasts on our podcast network and we monetize a lot of them, not just the podcast themselves, but the actual podcast network. And now it's a year and actually two years after the pandemic started, three years actually, my math is way off. And we've had people join this 600 since then. So if you go to nycpodcastnetwork.com, you can see exactly what it is. But I want to address some of the items that were added into that episode. And I have total respect for everybody. I met Dave Jackson in PodCamp. NYC. I don't know if it was 2005, 2006. And then I saw Daniel J. Lewis on Cura. And I'm also speaking to Glenn on the Horse Podcasting Network. Everybody is just amazing. They know their stuff. These are all experts, whether they're in podcast networking or just podcast itself. So I'm going to get into some of the things. Megan, do you, everything I've told you, do you have anything you want to add to it? I think that podcasting is amazing. I think it's been expanding. I cannot turn on the TV and watch. I watch a lot of talk shows sometimes. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody everywhere in all different types of businesses are having a podcast. 
And I think that podcasting and being in a podcast network is the wave of the future. I think that... You think this podcast network is the wave of the future? Yes. What you've oh, done, interesting. is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. And you're a true innovator. And you have brought so hundreds and hundreds of people together. And I really think... That's the idea of a network, right? It's just incredible. <laughs> and this is not dying. This is in its infancy, podcasting and podcast networking. Yeah. And we are at the beginning of something that's going to be bigger than ever. It's bigger than ever now. <laughs> but a lot, you know, first of all, I heard these people who speak about having a podcast network, and some of them have 20, 30 podcasts on there. And why are we the ones that are growing with hundreds, right? So let me address something. Now, first of all, this is something that really, somebody talked about, and I'm not going to mention names about who said what, but somebody said, that if you start a podcast network for fun, it won't last. And yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's supposed to be a business. Like podcasting is something that people are taking very seriously. Nobody's going to the radio anymore. And all the radio stations are digital anyway. Right, Megan, when's the last time you turn on the radio? I actually listen to the radio in the car sometimes. Ah. I have some of my old, uh, you know, WLIR, WKTU. I have my old goodies from... The 80s. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 70s and 80s baby, and I still go back. I'm very sentimental to my radio days. Very nice. And okay. I like to see what's going. I love radio voices. Nice. I, you know, worked in radio briefly, and I love radio. Okay, and radio has turned into podcasting, right? Yes. Very. I mean, I don't know when the very last time. Similar. Yeah, I don't know when the last time I turned on my car radio. So I'm glad some people still do. So now I do run it like a business, and I've been doing that since 2005. All right. And we're still going strong. We still have people signing up. Now, when you run a business, you need a business model. I think that some of these people that are talking about podcast networks not working did not have a very feasible business model, right, Megan? I mean, that's kind of, you need a business model for anything, not just a podcast network. Now, here is the business model for the New York City Podcast Network. Podcasters come and they join the network for free. We have a sign-up form and they sign up just like they would with anyone else. And we're actually rebuilding the registration form right now. Now, once they sign up, they do sign up for free. And if you go to the, the top of the podcast network, you see there's a link that says sign up for free. But look, free is free. You get what you pay for. We will give that podcast an exposure. We'll, we'll give them exposure on our search results, exposure on the categories. But that's what you get for free. And that works for a lot of podcasters. I mean, we are still getting them a lot of traffic and a lot of listeners and downloads, even for free. But we also have a subscription model that's obviously a paid one. We have two of those, right? We had three. I got rid of one. Now, we have a, a basic and a professional level, right, Megan? You've seen this. So we have two different subscription plans, and we give them a lot more. We give them QR codes. We, we link to their Spotify, their Apple. We allow them to get votes. We talk about the leaderboard soon. We allow them to show up on the homepage of the podcast network website, as well as their latest episodes. A lot of podcast networks don't actually show the episodes of the podcast on them, but we don't just show the episodes. We show the latest episodes on the homepage, right? Most podcast networks still have a link that goes to the podcast profile page, and then all the episodes show up there, which we do have. Yeah. But if you come to the homepage, 
we have the latest episode. Of, you published something yesterday. It's on our homepage today. It's never outdated. And most podcast networks do not do that, right? And go to NYC Podcast Network and you'll see that. But if you're a free podcaster, you just don't show up on the homepage. All right. Now, we also have a podcast directory, which kind of works like a traditional podcast network where they show the links and someone clicks on it on the podcast and it goes to that page and they see the episodes. But if you are a professional level, you show up on top. If you're a free level, you show up in the bottom, right? But we have 400 podcasters paying monthly fees right now. So we're monetizing this podcast very well. Yes, definitely. And you know what? The people are engaging. They're liking it. A lot of people that sign up for free are upgrading. We have Podno. We have all kinds of stuff. It's a very engaging website. It's a very easy to navigate website. Yes. And you can also, you know, highlight your. It's just amazing. Thank you. Check your analytics. It offers so many things that well, I've something else. seen on other pages. Yeah, that's something else I haven't mentioned. We actually collect analytics. Okay, this is part of our, our business model. We collect analytics on all the podcasts and we let the podcasters log in. So we give them a user account with a password and a username. They log in. They can manage their podcast so information. Good. I have never seen that, Bruce. And uh, you are a genius to <laughs> Thank you. this. And I think that you have constant, and I see the emails because I do work with Bruce. And I know that people are just absolutely raving about what you've done. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we, we, the one thing also is that we like to do personal relationships with the podcasters. I can't have personal relationships with 800 people. But those, some people just don't respond. But a lot of people do. And they, what they want somebody out there that has their back. And that's what the podcast network should be doing. Now, we also have, like I said, people can log in. They can now think of the monetization too. Let's talk about monetization. Most podcast networks don't help the podcast monetize. We have a PodSafe music directory where musicians put their music up there and then podcasters get paid to actually play their music free of copyright infringement because it's called PodSafe. Uh, and you have the guest exchange. The guest exchange. For anybody, anybody with anything they want to do can join the guest exchange and you, the podcasters, can go in and choose people to be guests. Yeah. I mean, other people have done it, but I don't see anybody who's done as good as you, Bruce. Well, thank you. So we have the commercial exchange. We have the PodSafe music exchange. We have advertisers giving us commercials that people can put on, the podcasters can put on. So that's the business model. It is definitely not something that we did for free. And it has grown over the years. Now, here's what somebody else said. A podcast network is a ring? Like a blog ring? Really? Do you know what a blog ring is, Meg? No, I do not. So, <laughs> from, from the days of, let's say, the late 90s, people had blogs, or actually the early 2000s, people had blogs. And what they did was they, they joined a blog ring. Now, a blog ring linked to the blog, and the blog linked to the blog ring. And then there's, I remember there was a table where you can click next and you get to the next podcast. Sounds a little like next the uh, pen pal rings we had. pen pal ring. There's something like that we had too. Right. The only podcast networks that are like a blog ring are the ones that simply link to the podcast and the podcast links to them. But if you're giving people a real business model, real way to monetize and grow their show, it's not just a, this is not a blank. I don't think our podcast network is like a blank. And some of the podcast networks that are out there are not like, oh, I said bling. I meant Rick. <laughs> Megan, you watching that bling thing on uh, yeah, Netflix no, now? Yeah, I know. Bling ring. <laughs> you can find the bling. Bling, bling. Woo! Yeah, what? Beverly Hills. 
group of people that robbed homes. Yeah. In case nobody knows, it's on Netflix. You can check it out. Podcast ring. A blog ring, not a blog bling. That's funny, blog bling. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that at all. I've seen some of the podcast networks by some of these other people, and they're amazing. They do great work. They're not rings, okay? Unless it's a very simple podcast, and they want to just link to that particular podcast, right? That's But if you're helping to monetize the podcast, you simply are not a ring, okay? So let's get to the next question here. The next thing that I heard, and that is, do podcast networks have a common theme? Okay, I can understand if your podcast network about food, right, or the Twit Network does technology, or you have a sports pod. Yeah, I get that. That's perfectly okay. Our podcast network doesn't do that. We don't have a common theme. We're called the New York City Podcast Network, but it's not just about New York City. It's about anywhere. We just started off that way. The one thing is that if you don't have a theme on your podcast network, then you need to have a good category system and a good search result system. And that's what we have, right? On the podcast network, we have 12 categories, all right? And if you have a podcast, you it's best that you're in one of those categories, right? So business, comedy, education, entertainment, finance, food, health, lifestyle, spiritual, sports, travel, and technology. But those categories are main categories, and then there are subcategories that's kind of like an umbrella, right? So the finance category will have podcasts on investing, on real estate, on saving money, on cryptocurrency. It just goes on like that. So I don't believe you need a, a theme. Yes, that would work. But what do you think of the category system, Megan? You think that's a good idea? Or you think themes are better? Or do you think they both work? I don't like themes, really. Um, I think that... Why is that? Because one podcast can fall into several different themes. That's true. You could have a woman's podcast that could be several different themes. It could be business. It could be health. So why put yourself in one narrow category? I think it's better to have yourself appeal to a broader audience. So okay. I don't like I don't like blanket statements. This is a only nutrition. This is only okay. health. It's nice to put yourself, but how often have you gotten? podcast Bruce that actually go in multiple categories. Oh, a lot. Yeah. So. I mean, we get we got an entertainment category, but we also have a comedy category. And if those are comedy, we have religious podcasts that are comedy podcasts. Like they make the audience laugh, right? Or you might have a sports podcast that talks about the sports lifestyle and we got a lifestyle category there. So yes, I think, I mean, I do respect the people that have podcast networks that are hone down the one particular type of category in the theme. But I don't believe that that's the recipe for success for a podcast network. And remember that you're pigeonholing yourself to only a certain number of podcasts. You basically close yourself to podcasts only in that theme. And that might be good for people coming to the podcast network. But I don't believe, I believe that if you have multiple, a good category system, we have a category guide. So when you click on the category guide on our podcast network, what happens is, we show the subcategories as well. And I think it's a cool thing. Now, you can have themes on different types of holidays. Like, I'm actually recording this today. We're recording this today on Halloween. You know that? October 31st. I don't know when this is going to go live this episode, but we have 25 Halloween episodes from like 50 different podcasts. I can only show 25. That's a theme. 
right? Is Halloween a theme? And it's only a theme during that time of the year. And people can play this till November 11th. So I think it's cool. All right. Let's move on to the next point that I heard. It takes a lot to run it. How that much? is so untrue, Bruce. No, it's true. No, it's true. I, I agree I, with that I, one. I, no, I agree with that one. I don't, I don't think so. I think that it, it can... You don't think it takes a lot to run the podcast network? Well, once it's set up, does yeah, it take a lot to run it? I mean, if you automate it to upload the... The episode. Well, we don't, we don't upload episodes because they come through RSS feeds, right? Well, let's put it this way. It's a lot of work to build a podcast network, but once it's built, it does become work because you want to keep your relationship with the podcast, which is why we have a director of podcaster relations. That's you, Megan. Thanks. You're the director of podcaster relations. You need to have a relationship with your podcasters, right? That's you ke- what LinkedIn is good for. Yeah, LinkedIn is good. You, you, you get on LinkedIn, you talk to podcasters. And, but we also have a nice, close email relationship with our podcasters, right? Yes. So this is really important. That, and that is a lot of work, right? Keeping your relationship with a lot of the you know podcasters. What, what? Anything I've done with podcasting, I would not call work. I think it's pleasure. It's pleasure. I'm, I'm retired, basically, and me doing this stuff with podcasting, I think it's fun. And yeah. what you're doing is fun, and I know you love what you do with the podcasting. I would consider it work. Right, and then when you monetize the podcast network, it just is icing on the cake. Yeah, so, you know, life, you and I have been very fortunate in that we do a lot of things, a lot of work that is fun. Right, and I'm looking at some more of these. I. I think that's what I heard. I mean, I, I think we pretty much made our point. <laughs> and I just want to tell all the naysayers out there, uh, people who started podcast networks and stopped them or think that it's, it's a lot to run. It is not a lot to run if you set it up correctly from the beginning. I just want to say that we have relationships with about 30% of the podcasters on our networks and anything that we roll out, they're always on top of it. You're in Encourage to go to nycpodcastnetwork.com and see how we have this set up. We have a staff of 12 people. We also make money on sponsorships, right? Some, and not just sponsorships, but podcasters want to get sponsored because the way the homepage works is when we add podcasts, we only show 12 of the newest podcasts on the homepage. So if you're the 13th podcast that we added, you roll off the homepage and then people can find you through searches, the category page, and your episodes that show up on the homepage. We had podcasters that were complaining about that. They wanted to always be on the homepage. So we came up with a paid subscription where people can actually pay to stay on the homepage monthly. And that is how we came up with the sponsored podcast. So we are monetizing this and I'm willing to talk to any of these people uh, that are on that episode from 2018. I have a tremendous respect for Dave Jackson. I met him. I think he's good at what he does. I really wish I would have kept my relationship with uh, him, my business relationship with him way back when, when we met in 2006. And I'm starting to talk to some of these other people as well. There's the Podcast Network Alliance. I'm willing to, I mean, we also, oh, by the way, we have two more podcast networks, right? We got the Media Girl Network. That's yours. Yeah, the Women's Network. And that one is not run through WordPress. That one is run through React.js, which is Facebook's technology. Uh, which is run on Facebook and Instagram. So it's, I think it's a cool thing. And listen, everybody, I would love to know what you think. So I'm all ears. Until next time, we'll talk to you in the very next episode of Become a Successful Podcaster with Bruce and... And Megan. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. See you next time.